Hey, what's happening, good people? This is your boy, Mom Rashad, and we got Deron back in the building. We are The Beard Always Wins. Yes, The Beard Always Wins. It's a movement. It's a lifestyle. More importantly, it's a podcast. And one that we're so grateful and thankful that you all are listening to. And, um, you know, with that being said, first thing first, I love, we love to shout out, um, you know, small business owners, uh, meaning that we are not necessarily trying to shun the big giant corporations because that money's green, but we like to help out... Um, you know, the small businesses. And listen, right now, one of the hottest makeup artists in the game, Crystal Burrell Armstrong. Find her on Instagram. And then what you want to do is you want to go to shopandrails.com. That's shopandrails.com. Right now, if you sign up and you become an insider, you get free shipping for a year and a whole 20%, excuse me, not 20, 10% off. You get 10% off and free shipping for a year. And listen, you want the best skincare? You know, the beards are in, but, you know, skin's always in as well. So the best skincare um, that you can find is all natural, organic, for as far as I know. And uh, shopandrails.com. That's, if you can't remember that, just remember Chris Burrell Armstrong, one of the best makeup artists out there. And with that being said, listen, let's go ahead and start this thing off, right? We got the boy Woo! Bill. <laughs> Bill... Cosby is free. Is, fr- is free. He is uh, on his way back home. I know R. Kelly is probably oh, looking- already at home, chief. Yeah, I know uh, R. Kelly is probably looking at this. Okay, Bill can get out. I can get out, which I highly doubt it. But um, Bill Cosby is back home, and I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't necessarily agree. Um, well, let me just say this <clears throat> before I get into that part. I feel like if Bill was guilty... Don't get fired. Don't get fired. I know, right? Don't get fired, right? <laughs> uh, but I, I just feel like if, if Bill was... Um, if he was guilty, and they found him guilty of those of those uh, crimes, that, you know, of course, he should serve time. However, though, how they went about about it, um, as far as to my knowledge, and, uh, you know, Deron's our resident uh, uh, lawyer here, um, is that they got a deposition from his civil, his civil court uh, case uh, with the young with the lady who was um, uh, allegedly raped, and um, and then they they got they forced him to you know stand trial there, and I think it was what ten years later or something like that. That's kind of how they went they went around. Uh, I think it, I think the original one started in seventy five, and this came out because remember. Uh, I think the civil trial happened in 05, so that's like 30 years down the road. But remember, none of this is, is kind of disingenuous for people to be all in, to me, it's kind of disingenuous for people to be all in a rain. It's like people that get pissed off about R. Kelly. I'm like, yo, we all saw the tape, dog. What are you talking about? Like, we knew this. People just decided to rock with stuff in the name of love. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like it was what it was. But, uh, like I like I told you like pre show, I read what my homeboy who's a bona fide lawyer, I'm just a various lawyer, but he was like the main case the main reason this case was overturned was because in 05, the Montgomery County District Attorney effectively promised to never prosecute Cosby for the rape of Andrea Constant. Uh believing that there was no way he could get a conviction after she waited X amount of years and basically the only evidence would be some he said she said stuff. And seeking to give her some type of justice by helping her when she sued him for the assault in civil court. So he raped her. 
with the assistance of some quite I think I think she was the one that he confessed to like this sounds crazy and I don't mean to be insensitive, but like Benadryl? What? Like, sedated her with Benadryl on top of like prescription meds. Oh wow. But um but he goes on to say because the DA has said that they were not going to prosecute him. Cosby was unable to plead the fifth, which is your constitutional right when you are called to the stand. You cannot, you cannot, uh, indict yourself if you choose not to by saying one, two, three, four, fifth. So in a civil lawsuit and was forced to admit under oath at depositions to giving multiple women quaaludes before he sexually assaulted them and even said he gave constant multiple Benadryl before he assaulted her. So in other words, the DA in 2005 promised to not prosecute for the rape in an effort to allow her to sue civilly that must be enforced and thereby Cosby goes free. And that's basically the long and short of it. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't say that he, he, he's gone free. I think his uh, reputation is damaged, you know, but you know he's 83 years old. I'm pretty sure he has enough money to live comfortably for the rest of his life. Um, and his oh, if you would have if you would have seen that house on the press conference, he gonna live comfortably. Yeah, <laughs> them, je- them jello put them jello pudding pops paid for a nice spread at the Cosby residence, though. Man, so it's, yeah, it's a uh, it's one of those things where you just like, hey, you can't black as black people, we can't be like, okay, the justice system don't work don't work for us um, because they actually did in this case, you know, work for a black man. Although not a regular black man, because Cosby is has money, um, but at the same time, I get the sentiment um, when people are upset, you know. But but it's but it's like we were saying beforehand, and I I'm sorry if I spoke over with your point. It's the disingenuous discourse that surrounds the entire topic. Because let me see if I can find this tweet, man. Because this, I'm like, I'm looking at this. I'm like, come on now. So Felicia Rashad uh, sent out a tweet earlier today. Said, finally, a terrible wrong is being righted. A miscarriage of justice is corrected. And something that you'll notice big time, especially on Twitter, is the way that oh no, maybe we was cut from a different cloth, and the people that raised us raised us in a respectable manner that we. Or the pe- uh, people that in our age group failed to like place on their kids, but the level of disrespect that I see young people give to older people—not even older people, people like in their long as they, like in their thirties—they disrespect them. But like this yeah. girl goes on and she said, "Felicia Rashad is what so many older black women represent—a generation of women who protect rapists and demean victims." What? This thing got twenty thousand. Re- this thing got twenty thousand retweets. I'm like. Like, come on now. Like, man, listen, I guess, I don't know. At the end of the day, like, Felicia Rashad and Bill Cosby are friends. They've been colleagues. Right. They work, you know, so she has a, a personal and a borderline intimate relationship with Bill Cosby. So to see her friend come home, that's no different than we know um, Lil J and and I'm being stereotypical here, but uh, Lil J and, and D Rob, uh, we know they robbed the bank, right? We know they they right. they rob people, but yet it's still free J Rob. Right. You know, it's like 
it's 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 crazy to me it is it's like yo dude he's free that's, I, I feel like that's Felicia Rashad is no different from what younger black women or the black society um, would do in this case again I think we talked about this prior on like the last time I was on and like when Ryan and we were talking about cancel culture this ain't about this ain't about having even discourse this is a is cancel culture is literally censorship because if you don't like what the other person says then you want to cancel because right now there is a petition online with 15,000 signatures requesting that Howard University removes Felicia Rashad as the dean of film studies at Howard <laughs> that is oh, but this is the crazy but this is dog this is the crazy part people were pissed off that she didn't say anything during the trial she kept her mouth shut during the trial she didn't come against a four bill. She didn't say anything. But once again, because the opinion isn't what the what, what isn't what the and it's not everybody who's like up in arms about it. It's just that mob mentality from a small from a small minority that overtalks and yells louder than the people that are actually like I guess lack of better words happy that he's free. Yeah. It just seems it's just this one big echo chamber where it's like three people yelling, but it sounds like a thousand. You know, but you know it, it's crazy. Like, um, you know, when we're sitting up here talking about it, because you know we got this platform, and I think it's just a responsible thing to do is to talk about it. But at the end of the day, Bill Cosby being free doesn't doing doesn't change my life in one way, shape, form, right. or the other. It, it really doesn't. Felicia Rashad, um, you know saying, hey, I'm glad my friend is home free. I, I feel like he was done wrong. Um, and maybe she knew something. Maybe she knew this and we didn't know it. Um, I don't have an issue with it. You know, um, that's just at the end. That's just her opinion. Yeah, that's just her opinion. And speaking of Twitter, like Twitter's uh, filled with trolls. And I finally got my first <laughs> troll, man. I got I got, a, I got my first <laughs> troll. And I, I didn't even respond to him. To it because I one thing I don't did, be like don't be like that don't be like that brother. Well, don't what I, let, the, let the let the let the psycho babble stay with the psycho babble stay stay don't jump into the quantum realm and do all the stupid stuff. Bro, I, I'm not I'm not because the one thing I know is that it's hard to um you can't uh you, you should argue with idiots. You know, that's that's the one thing I will say. But I just made this statement because a I like I like the Loki series, and I said you know the only thing that sucked about Loki's Loki um, this week was that uh, we got to wait another. No, I said the the one thing, the only thing that sucked about this week's episode of Loki is that we got to wait another week for an episode. And the dude was like, "It's all trash. The whole thing is trash." I'm like, I started to to respond, but I was like, "Nah, I'm not gonna do it." I, I I just I just I just refuse. Like it, it's it's like I see a lot of stuff on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, posts that I don't I don't like. And and if I don't know the person personally, nine times ten I won't comment. You know, if I don't like it, I won't comment on it. If it's a an opinion post, then maybe I will because I kind of I do like to have the um, you know to, to see how everybody's thinking and, and you know what their what's their perspective on things because. Mine is not always correctly. I might not be looking. I might be looking at it from uh, one vantage point, and they have a better vantage point. So I like to try to understand that. But the one thing I would tell you, Twitter is filled with trolls, and the best way to get rid of trolls, 
Yeah, bots. And bots. It's, it's just annoying. In fact, man, bots have ruined um, my shopping experience, man. Like, oh, you talking uh oh, sneaker guy? Man, dude. So <laughs> it's not even that. Like, I tried to get a. Um, I, I saw Walmart had a restock on the PS5, right? And I said, man, let me try to grab one of these. I went there, 1201. They were sold out. I'm like, like it was there before I can press the button to select and add to cart and check out. Before I can add it to the cart, when I add it to the cart, it just spin. And then it said, sorry, but this item is not, it's, it's not sold out. I'm like, what in the world? It's been two minutes. Same thing with the sneakers. Like, you ever try to buy a pair of J's online from um, whether it's Foot Locker or Finish Line or whatever? Man, good luck. You, you might as well wait till they. That's get why you got to get a. That's why you got to get a ringer. That's why I got my little brother around. My brother Bill Butts. <laughs> Shoot, tell you my brother for forever getting two pair whenever they drop on uh, Sneaker X. Yeah, two pair. Man, I need a bot or something. And you know it's crazy because like I don't the only only pair of shoes that I, I want, the only J's I really want are the fours. That's it. But I just don't want to pay twice the amount for them. That's why that's the only reason why I haven't gotten them. It's not that I can't. I just it's just the principle of the thing, man. I'm not paying twice the amount for a pair of shoes. I know only costs a hundred and ninety dollars and you want me to pay five hundred? Nah, bro. Can't do that. Bro, I, bro, I wanted the Grant Six Kobe's. Yeah, and I seen somebody had them on in my size. I'm like, let me try to get these. Wasn't gonna happen. The resale spot here out in Dallas. I seen a pair. I was like, yeah, I should get them. Eight hundred dollars. I was like, nah. Like, I'm a Kobe fan, but mm-mm. Vanessa not gonna get this eight hundred. Yeah, I can't. So. In fact, uh, speaking of Vanessa Bryant, uh, I know recently she was she was upset. With Nike because of the the Mama Cedar shoe, but I don't even yep. think, I don't even think it got released. I think just the the concept pictures of it got released, and I guess Kobe's contract ended. I don't know. The thing the thing that I heard behind that one is right. So like he had no he had no like uh, he wasn't going to re up his contract with. Um, with Nike, because he was going to do like the uh, the Dwayne Wade thing where he went over to Nike. No, not Nike, but China. Uh, and got one of the shoe. Ma- yeah, some, yeah, I think it. Uh, and they were going to uh, start designing and selling the shoes. But I think the thing that got her like real pissed off is, and apparently from some sneakerheads I know, apparently this thing happens a lot. So like when you when they design shoes, when they send them off, if they, if they don't have like somewhere where they can uh, take the mold and actually like design the shoe in house, yeah. and they send it out of house, like yeah, like people like send these to different shoe companies and every time everything all the time. So that's basically what happened is like she had this design, the exact same, well, not the exact same, but sort of like the exact same design for the shoe, and Nike got a hold of it and jumped the gun and. Put it out there, and whoever they sent, whatever factory they sent it to, they took a picture of, and put it out there to the world, and that's how she found out. Oh wow, wow, it's messed up. But, but know, I don't think they're going to release it anyway, though. Yeah, wow. No, I don't think so either. But you know, um, like Nike has been kind of on the the wrong side of a lot of things. Um, you know, rightfully, wrongfully so. You know, the little Nas X shoe thing, um, and which. 
I love the look of the Air Max. Uh, those are 97s, right? Yep. Yeah. I the, love most, the most uh, ill-fitting form of shoes ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't wear those shoes like for more than an hour or two. Um, but uh, also with Allison Felix, you know what happened with her? When you know she got right. she got pregnant and they wanted her to, to drop her pay down to seventy percent, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, now Allison Felix, she she just uh, launched her own brand. I'm not particular. I'm not sure of the name of it, but um, and oh, and by the way, shout out to Allison Felix. She uh, just made she qualified for the Olympics in the four hundred. So this will be her fifth Olympics. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. You want to know why? Because I think. When we were in our last year of high school, that was the first time I seen her in like Sports Illustrated. Hey, younger folks, there used to be this thing called Sports Illustrated. Yeah. There was a magazine that came out weekly, <laughs> but uh, she was in Sports Illustrated and like next to watch. And that's when I started standing because, you know, me and T used to go back and forth over like Candace Parker. But yeah. my thing was, uh, after I saw Allison Fields, I'm like, that's the one right there. And I've been following her career ever since then. So yeah, it's been about, she's going on about like her fifth one. Yeah, cause I know she's what thirty six. Yeah, she's up there. Yeah, thirty five, thirty six. So, but that's just a testament, man. Like, um, to last that long in a sport that is really unforgiving when it comes to uh, age. Um, normally, after no, like you want to talk, you want to talk about in track and field. You know who? Um, as far as like who's one to watch, I, I wish I remember the kid name, but the kid from Tampa. That's 17 years old that just qualified in the 100 or the 200. Last name's Knighton. Yeah. Yeah. Knighton. Yeah. Beast. Yeah. 19. He ran 1988. Then he ran in 19. 1984. Yeah. 84. And the world record is, yeah. is still, uh, what's it? 19, what? Uh, Bolt, Usain Bolt has it. It's 19. Three something, I believe, or? Something like that. But I know he broke Bolt's under 20 record. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Michael Johnson had it with a nineteen four five or nineteen four four, which is uh, yeah, still moving. In fact, uh, let me ask you this question: Speaking of track and field, do you think anybody ever breaks Flo Joe's records in the hundred or the two hundred? With or without assistance? <laughs> without assistance, <laughs> I doubt it. Cause I mean, it's a man. It's so many. It's so many stories between, behind how she broke that record. One is the performance enhancing thing. Cause the '88 Olympics was like the dirtiest Olympics of all time. Like every dude, except for one in the 100 meter finals, tested hot on the drug test. Yeah, like <laughs> the only, Carl wanna, Lewis was like the only one. Yeah, cause Ben Johnson, um, he smashed the world record. Record. Um, yeah. And then and Carl threw a hissy fit. Yeah. yeah that was so cool. you got that, or you got, um, damn. Um, I mean, if anybody got a shot, it might be the Richardson girl from Oak Cliff. Yeah. Shikari Richardson. Uh, Shikari Richardson. Oak. Yeah. She's, Oak. man, she's straight, Oak, she's straight Oak Cliff Dallas. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. I see a million, I see a, I see a million Shikari Richardson walking around every day around here. <laughs> yeah. In fact, man, like what's, what's crazy is that, you know, she opted out of the 200. And she was like, I think she had the, the fastest time in the 200, but she opted out. Um, mm. Yeah. And I know uh, the one guy uh, from Georgia, Matthew Bowling. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he failed to qualify. Um, sophomore, he's a sophomore, uh, but he failed to qualify. I don't think he's broke ten yet or ran under, under ten. Um, but and I, know, and I know they say his better uh, race is two hundred. He's like right at twenty, mm-hmm. like twenty something like that. So um, that just goes to show you, man. Like I remember, I ran the two hundred. I think my fastest time was like a high twenty-two, maybe low twenty-three. I ain't sure. Um, but like those dudes are moving, and like you might not think that what three seconds is a lot, <laughs> but man, it's the distance. Like I think they finish, uh, what within like a second of each other for the most part, from from one yeah. to nine. And the distance between those guys are like it's like phenomenal. Like it's hard to to imagine. So for those who think that they um. You know, you ain't that far off. You are far off. You know, from hey, I don't mean to, I don't mean to hijack the show with some uh, nostalgia. <laughs> hey, but was that Katana that used to run uh, hurdles? He would just stop and step over the hurdle. Man, <laughs> I know, uh, I know, he ran them one time. No, Katana did pole vault. He did pole vault. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did the pole vault. Yeah, draws on the pole vault, man. Like draws on the pole, bro. <laughs> dude. Like what was funny? Um, one of the funniest thing they they put they told Mike Brown to uh, do the pole vault, man. And Mike, short, stocky, fast, strong as I don't know what. He was running so fast, man. When he put the pole down in the um thing, his hand slipped and it came up and it hit him in the chin. Man, you talking about somebody laughing? Because that's what I, I ran track for. Like, I was triple jumping and long jumping. I knew I wasn't going to qualify to go to state or anything. I just wanted to be on the team. And um, just so I can get out there. I know what I, I know. Uh, yep. Track, track weeks. Yeah. Oh, weekend track weeks. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. The best one was uh, down in Live Oak, Florida. Whoo. Man. Mm. That, 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 that's a good one. That's That, that was a good one for yeah. What else going on in the world, man? Oh man, because I know you got. I mean, we got the Bill Cosby thing. We got the Olympic trial thing. Um, how about uh, Ice Tray? Ice Tray and them Hawks. Man, Hawks and seven. Man, I said the last episode. I said Hawks and seven. Sean, you owe me two cases to do, but I ain't forgot. Um, <laughs> but they actually had. Like, I really didn't expect them to beat Milwaukee. You know, but with Giannis down, it's. Looking like that, man. Because they beat yeah. him pretty. He high. didn't. He didn't have any structural damage. They just said he hyper extended. He he's a possible for game five, but it's a, it's basically they're gonna have to make the call like prior to the game. So yeah, but yeah, no, how surprised me, man. Like I know Trey was pretty pretty good, but like Werder and um, Bogey and. Who else? Oh, Gallin- Gallinari coming out of nowhere, raining yeah. deep threes from everywhere. Oh, Lemon Pepper Lou. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, Collins. Collins is becoming a, a solid player, you know. Collins trying to get tr- Collins trying to get paid this offseason. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Like, yep. The NBA where you could – it used to be baseballers where you could just be mediocre and – Still make millions upon millions of dollars, but basketball, tough man, still getting paid yeah. for. I don't care who. I don't care who won the finals as long as Chris Paul don't win. 
Oh man, what, what you got against Chris Paul, man? He just he just plays the game in a manner that is a word that rhymes with rich made that okay. I just can't I can't respect. It's just like that. It's just like that flop he did the other night against Beverly. Like, come on, dog. Like, how somebody foul you and both your feet go up above your head while you shooting the jack? Yeah, that was. Um... Yeah, James Harden esque. Yeah, he tried it twice. He tried it twice that game. Yeah, but I think the uh, the NBA is uh, proposing the rule next year uh, to where you can't yeah, to stop that. Yeah, to stop that. So let's see. If, let's see if hard. Be hard on ice trade up. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, that's that's a few a few players who are gonna have to uh, change the way they play um, because of that. And speaking of rich mate. Um, <laughs> I think Scottie Pippen. That was a <laughs> that was foul, man. Like, I don't care what, which one, the KD comment or the Phil Jackson comment or the all three of them. Scottie oh, trying to sell books. I get I, I get into arguments with people online on message boards all the time about this Phil Jackson racism thing, right? Yeah. Cause like they take the they take that because he said in his book that LeBron James and his posse. I'm like, dog. I'm like, I've heard posse, uh, crew, like all of these things. I'm like, when did posse become like a slang word, a racial slang word? I don't know. But yeah, Scotty on one man. Like he, I run like. Everybody knows how great you are, man. Like, everybody knows that, like, for dude to say that it was racism that they drew up the play for Cool Coach when they ran that same play earlier that season and had the same outcome for Cool Coach against the, I think it was either against the Knicks or the Pacers they drew it up. Yeah. But for him to be like, drawing up plays for the white guys, racist, I'm like, all right, you must hate whether Utah Jazz must be racist as hell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, and then the fact that when you when you think, sit back and you think about that, yeah, he was the what, uh, All Star Game MVP. He, I think he might have had one of his better years of his career. Um, and the fact that, like, I think he what he's trying to do is just deflect the fact that he didn't go in. You know, he was sitting there pouting on the bench because the play wasn't called for him. Right. That's that's that's. I think he trying to do. I think he trying to do a little revisionist history on his role in the NBA. Because I mean, when you always when whenever the whenever the Batman Robin conversation come up, who always get brought up is Rob Scotty Pippen. Scotty, yeah. yeah. Like, like him saying all of that, like put the battery in the back of a lot of people to hear this. Speaking of Twitter. A lot of people were saying that, yeah, Chris Middleton is the number one on the Bucks. Giannis <laughs> is the two. I'm like, come on, dog. He averaging 30, 12, and 5 in that series in the playoffs. Yeah, man, like that. Number twos don't average this. <laughs> it's like this, right? And unless you're a golfer or a boxer, um, even tennis players, they still have coaches. They still got people that's giving them advice. Um, but baseball, basketball, football, those are all team sports. And you got to have role players. Everybody plays a role. You always have that dominant, you know, on um, most teams, 
got Michael Jordan that was in Chicago, right? He had a great, right. he, like, that's why I tell people, like, he, he had Scottie Pippen, who was arguably a top 50 player, easily, right? Um, and then he had a lot of good role players, especially, like, that second round with Har- Harper and Rodman and, um, what's your boy name, uh, B.J. Armstrong. Was, was B.J. with him the second go-round, or... Nah, they had uh, Randy Brown, Ku Coach, Scotty, Dennis Rodman. Who else was on that team? Uh, Scotty Burrell, people like that. Yeah, but they had they had role players, man, and that's something that you just gotta have. Right. I think John Sally was on John Sally was on one of those teams, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was on like, one of those three P teams. Steve Kerr was on that squad. I mean, they were just good role players and. You know, you had your two alpha males for the most part, but it's only one alpha male in, in that pack, and that was Michael Jordan. It's just like uh, David Ruffin told Otis Williams, "Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. Was <laughs> 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 nobody coming to see Pippen? They bought those. Uh, they bought those tickets to come see um, to come and see um, Michael Jordan, MJ. So, yeah, yeah." They'll give you uh, even more, uh, give you another example. Dollar Bill talking to Jamie Foxx. I just pay you to spin records. Spin records. That's all you need to do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You got a G string? <laughs> what up, Sean? I guess you got you on mute, Sean, once again. Um, but yeah, man, I, I just think Scott is doing, um, doing something wrong. I think he's wrong on this one here. Um, now, I did watch the... Uh, Ryan sent me a clip of... Uh, was it the No Chill podcast with Gilbert Arenas? Yeah. And um, and one thing I don't agree with what Gilbert Arenas said. He was talking about, you know, players from the 90s couldn't play today or and, and vice versa, you know. Listen, this is what I say. I say you got certain players that could play in any era, Right. Right from the past, I think Oscar Robinson could have played in any area. Era, I think um, Pistol Pete could have played. Will, Will. Um, who else? Elgin Baylor, the original, the original high flyer in the NBA. George Gervin, um, you know, the, like and the list goes on and on and on. Um, now, there are some players who I think, like Anthony Mason, Charles Oakley, and stuff. I don't think they would have a spot in the day's league, you know. Um, but I think what happens is that people want to have a tendency to protect what's theirs. And that goes with errors as well because people say the 90s, now the 90s, who the people who we grew up watching, they're all retired, but they call the day's game soft, Right. Um, I actually think yeah. today's game is the, they're more skilled. You know, it's more skilled in today's game um, from the one through the five. You, you think about it, it was, what, 2000 and when's the last time big a big man was just dominating? Like Shaq or? I mean, if you want to say big man just for the sake of hype or whatever, mm, maybe Dwight. Dwight Howard, yeah, he did lead a he did lead a team to the finals and was winning uh, defensive player of the year. And that was what two thousand ten, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So. But I don't know. Maybe maybe you noticed this, and we 
Well, we don't watch baseball like we used to. I don't think you ever watch baseball like that. <laughs> <laughs> Until the Braves made the World Series in. Yeah. Yeah. I thought watching baseball then. But have you seen from like talking heads to normal conversation online, NBA talk is the most toxic of all sports talk out there. All of it. It is. I'm like, dog. I'm like, you can look at something like, like boxing. Like Tank fought this past weekend. Yeah. Because Tank, Tank, Tank isn't doesn't have that villain role, uh, villain uh, attached to his name. People vote. People rooted for Tank. I guarantee, if this was Floyd and he was fighting that Hispanic dude, all the white people would have been rooting for the Hispanic dude and not the American. Yeah. I mean, look how many people look how many people turned Irish when uh, Floyd fought um, what's old boy uh, Connor? Yeah, it's like, like yeah, but basketball is like terrible. It's like either you shoot the three or you dunk, and if you shoot mid range, then they try to x you out of the game like they did Mellow. Yeah, or tried to do the Mellow and x them out the game. Like they would hate Dwayne Wade right now because Wade had a mean mid mid range game, Kobe. Yeah, mean mid range game. T Mac, mean mid range game, and they all tra- they all phased it out of the game and said that it was a low value shot. Dog, do you? Do, how many times have you watched the NBA game and seen somebody drive to the lane, have an open Ben Simmons, open yeah. dunk, pass it out to the three point line? <laughs> Which is retarded. Like retarded. The, the first time I seen it was that uh, series when. The Warriors came back and beat the Thunder uh, when they were down three one, and I saw Clay Thompson drive to the lane, have an open lane, and pass it out to like Iguodala or Draymond for a three point shot that they brick. Yeah. I was like, when the game switched like this, bro, I, I I don't know, I don't know, but I, when we watch the game, the game played inside out. Now it's just strictly outside, and occasionally they drive the yeah. lane, um, and it's one of those things where I think. Eventually, I don't know. I, I, like, I don't think the game's ever gonna gonna return to how it was in the nineties. I mean, like, if you want that game, you just watch college basketball. Um, but even that's changing. That's changing as well. And speaking of college basketball, a question for you: or college sports in general? Name, image, and likeness drops tomorrow. You know, that's my wheelhouse. Right. Um, um, I've, written, I've written papers about this. <laughs> so my question to you is, right, what universities are going to be hit the hardest? Um, the ones that are hit hard now due to not being able to recruit because it's going to cause an even greater divide between the haves and the have-nots. So, like, so like for a school, like, so for a school, all right, say Georgia Tech had a liberal arts program, right? And they could compete. <laughs> Just because they're in the city of Atlanta, think about it. They have to compete with the Falcons, the yeah. Braves. Let me see, Hawks, Braves, Falcons. Hell, the WNBA team. It's a lot that you got to compete with if you're in a big city. So schools like Georgia Tech, Southern Cal. What's another school that's in a big city? Uh, definitely. Giggles Northwestern, which is in like Chicago, Northern Chicago. Like, you got all of these different things that you're going to have to compete with. Now, think about this a place that's a college town, Gainesville, Athens, uh, Athens, 
Greenville, South Carolina, Austin. You ain't got you the biggest show in town. So of course you're gonna be able to you're gonna be able to skirt the rules a little bit more. Like it's some kid that uh, plays basketball for Iowa State. He jumped the gun, and the people that he got sponsoring him started advertising the day. I was like, man, I ought to add the NCAA and be like, get him, rule him ineligible, <laughs> get him out the league. That's crazy. But I ain't no hater like that. Yeah. But nah, but it's gonna cause just an even greater divide, like, cause, and especially if you look at a state like the state of Georgia, where Armand is a five star recruit, Ballyhoo got all his um, got all these supporters behind him, got all his talent. And he balls out his freshman year, balls out his sophomore year, and he getting commercials galore around Clark County. Guess what? Mun got to split that advertising money. He only he can get seventy percent of that money, and the other thirty percent go to other student athletes within the entire Georgia athletic program. You don't get the full hundred percent, and you don't get the money until you declare for the league or you graduate or leave college. So let me ask you this question here, right? So say like I, if I was an athlete and I, I got this deal, and I decided to take the sponsorship from a car dealership, and, mm-hmm. they, and they gift me a car, do I only get seventy percent of the car or the truck? No, nah, you should be able to get the full car. But that's why, dog, that's why I said this thing going to be so rife with, like, corruption. Like, think about it like this. Armand Williams, five-star linebacker, coming out of school, and he wants to go to a college. His high school football season is already over. Hey, y'all, dollar sign A. Williams is my cash app. Holler at me. And it ain't nothing they can do about it. Wow, wow. So you got, so you got, so y'all think Cecil Newton getting a new church <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> this is gonna wow. be terrible. That's crazy. But somebody gonna be stupid. Somebody gonna be stupid enough to where they gonna mess it up for everybody. Like Hermet was out there in Arizona State yeah. having meetings during COVID. Yeah, I don't know what. And I was rooting for Herm too. I can't lie. I was rooting for Herman Edwards because I like Herman Edwards. I love his. Uh, he has some of the, one of the some of the best press conferences ever. Um, yeah. And yeah, he just kind of. Him and Antonio Davis, uh, allegedly. Oh, no, you're talking about Pierce. Yeah, Antonio Pierce. Excuse me. Antonio Davis, that was... You know, the sto- you know the story behind all this, right? Not really. So, apparently one of the coaches who is now an NFL Hall of Famer center played for the Jets, Kevin Mawai, was on the coaching staff, and they didn't re-up his contract. So he just started diming out the entire program. Oh, wow. So that's why, uh, what's his name? You know, Benjamin played running back for them this past season. That's why he went on that Twitter tirade. He's like, yo, he's like, man, you already got your. He's like, this dude give you a shot and you want to turn your back on just because he didn't want to drop a bigger bag on you? He's like, man, he's like, screw that. Yeah. It's crazy. That's why it's only a secret if one person knows. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, so let me ask you this, this question here, right? Set, use that question to set up this question. If they expand the college football playoffs to 12 teams, right? Um, mm-hmm. And you got those power five, not power five, but group of five teams, um, like a Cincinnati, uh, UCF, uh, BYU, who else? Uh, Boise State, maybe. Um, yeah. Do you think that that will kind of level the playing field with the NIL? 
Nope. Nope. Okay. Because again, who going out? Who going out to Boise? Cincinnati got to compete with Kentucky. That's right across the border. Got to compete with Louisville. Got to compete with Ohio, compete with Ohio State. It's a um. Somebody said it was a chart that somebody posted online. They were talking about somebody. Uh, I think it was like Andy Staples or one of them other college football writers were talking about how this could create parity amongst teams with, with the NIL and with the playoffs getting expanded. And somebody posted like, "Hey, this has been the division. This has been Division One FCS." Uh, National title games the past fifteen years, and twelve of them was North Dakota State, <laughs> and eight of them was like Pittsburgh State out of Ohio. It's like, yeah, it ain't no parity. Just the, the halves got a little bit deeper than the half nuts, and they were able to because they because they got name brand recognition. If you if you don't get any any of your Division One level schools. You always like, oh, what's a Division two school like? A uh, Division one AA school I can go to. Oh, North Dakota State's saying pretty good. Yeah. Let me go there. Yeah. It used to be Georgia Southern. Um, yep. And, but then they brought in Chris Peterson. Yeah. Yeah. George. Um, but this is, I think, I think this is going to do, you know who this is really going to harm? I think this is going to really harm HBCU school. Yeah. Cause, cause like I was looking, somebody had posted, um, this is the operate, this is the operating budget for Oklahoma for one football season. Oklahoma football makes $160 million via football. Yeah. They spend 150 on football. <laughs> so what's that? And you know, on, uh, on I Am Athlete, Prime was already complaining. He was like, yeah, he was like, man, he's like, when I first got there, he was like, I saw one of my players. I was like, hey, man, you want to go walk, uh, look at some video? He's like, nah, man, I got to go to my job. He's like, you work? He's like, yeah. He's like, that's the only way I can afford to go to school here. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm on a partial scholarship, and I got to pay for my place off, off campus because we don't I – didn't, I didn't – in my financial aid package, I didn't get enough – I didn't get enough for housing. So I got to live off campus. So so what, they, so they don't have full rides in the HBCU level? Nope. Or they don't? You can get you can get full rides, but it's like my it's like my brother when my brother played at Valdosta High, he got a scholar he got a full, he got offered a full scholarship to Savannah State. Yeah, enrolled at Savannah State. I dropped him off and everything. When I got there, he called like a week later, crying like, "Hey man, can you come pick me up?" He's like, "Man, they said my scholarship is only like fifty percent." What? Even though my even though my LOI said that it's a full ride. They can always pull back before you, as long as you haven't enrolled yet, they can always scale it back. And your scholarship only good on a year by year basis. Yeah. It's not fully guaranteed. Yeah. That's the, um, I think Mark Rick was saying that. And even Dabble Sweeney, uh, cause, and the one thing Dabble Sweeney, he said that I really agree with. He said, um, if you commit to Clemson, Clemson commits to you for four years, regardless of what happens. Regardless of what happens, yeah, there's no parity. <laughs> nah, it ain't. It ain't. But, uh, but you know, speaking of which, what you what you think about the twelve team playoff? Because my my feelings on it is, hey, if we're gonna do this, then all conferences, regardless of Power Five or G Five, should get automatically in if this is what we're gonna do. Because I don't I don't believe. All our lives, we've been taught that, hey, if you lose, 
You better hope that the dominoes fall in your favor so that you can get back in this thing. I don't believe in giving second chances to teams just because they got name recognition. I'm the same way. So this is what I think. I think um, you should take the conference, the conference uh, champions, right? Of mm-hmm. of each of each uh, conference. Now, the Sun Belt. Uh, I don't know about the Sun Belt. Um, Give them a chance. Never know. Hey. Yeah. Hey, Troy. Troy. Troy beat. Um, man, who was that? Troy beat a field. Yeah. Troy went to went to Baton Rouge and beat LSU. Yeah. I mean, Kentucky, Western Kentucky went into. Uh, who was that? They beat. Was it Kentucky or Louisville? When Tiger was that? They went into somebody's house and beat them. Like it can happen. Just the playing field uneven. Yeah, I mean, like, so, like I said, the, I would say take the top 10 conferences um, and then have two at large. Bro, I wouldn't even go that far. If it, if, it, if I was the commissioner of college football, it would be power five, power five champs, conference champs get in. I would have an independent slot. For the, if Notre Dame, if Notre Dame beat all the if any of the independent schools were within the top ten, they get the fifth spot. The sixth spot would go to uh, or the highest ranked power uh, grade five or independent school get the fifth spot, which they always gonna somehow find a way to make in Notre Dame. And uh, at one at large at the six and the top two seeds get a bye. Yeah, I, I thought um, six teams. That was, that nobody getting a chance. I thought six six teams, maybe eight teams, um, would be the better better go round because I think with it, one thing I like the idea of the 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 twelve team is that you can make some of these bowl games that nobody cares about. You can make them care about it. Um, I also think that I don't know. It's it's kind of rough. I haven't really thought it out yet. I like the idea, but I do want to see that group, those group of five teams get in. You know what's funny about all of this? What's that? People were we we were pissed off. I think the year that pissed everybody off was when LSU and Alabama got that rematch. Yeah. Yeah. That. Uh, <laughs> And like the BCS computers weren't wrong. You say they weren't wrong? I mean, I think no. Nah, BCS computers weren't wrong. I mean, I think they were those were the two best teams. I don't think nobody else was gonna beat them. I don't. Right. I'm just saying from I'm just saying from distinguishing who was number one and number two. Yeah, they really didn't get it wrong. Cause remember, remember the first year of the playoff, it was Alabama. Um, damn, Alabama, Ohio State, Florida State, and everybody was battling, saying it should be TCU and Baylor at three and four, and Florida State should be out, even though they were undefeated yeah. and the defending champs. Yeah, but it, because they played so many close games, I don't know, man. Sports just in a sport. Sports is just in a weird place for me in my life now because I'm like during the pandemic. I was like, man, if y'all not gonna pay these kids, they don't need to be out there on the field. And they just let everybody know that, hey, man, this is all about a dollar bill. Tradition be damned. At the end of the day, that's what it's about. Um, 
and, yep. and speaking of a dollar bill, right? We're talking about a dollar bill. Um, let me ask you this question here, right? And we th- we're going, we're going movies here. So, oh no, don't please don't be about Fast and Furious. <laughs> nah, I ain't talking about Fast and Furious. That's really all about the dollar bill. Um, here's my thing for people who like the Fast and Furious and people who. More so for people who don't like the Fast and the Furious. Listen, if you can go and watch the Avengers and be entertained by men flying around in, in tights and and everything else, throwing hammers around, um, and giant purple men coming from outer space, there's nothing wrong with believing that um, the Rock can pull down a helicopter um, by holding on to a chain. Like, bro, bro, Ludacris and Tyrese went to outer space. What in the F nine? Fast. I ain't watch it. In this, in this new, yeah, Tyrese and Ludacris went to outer space. He lying. I'm dead serious. How in the hell? Wow. Yeah, yeah. And you you also haven't heard that. Uh, so the the final one's supposed to be Fast Ten or whatever, but it's gonna be in two parts. Part one of the rumors is like crossing it over into like another franchise. Guess what the other franchise is? What? Transforms, Jurassic Jurassic Park. Oh, what the world? Okay, You're doing too much. <laughs> DT. What was your question about about the movies? So. Well, how to get to space? Uh, it, it probably was like a sixty-four Impala attached to like a rocket booster from NASA attached to uh, SpaceX or something. I don't know. Oh man, that, that's okay. Like I, I wanted to watch it, not not go to the movies and watch it, but. I was looking forward to it, you know, streaming and watching. Now, I don't want to watch it, but I got to watch it just for the sake <laughs> to figure out how in the hell does this... How how does... Listen, the first time you got introduced to Tyrese, he was getting out of jail. Uh, I, and all Ludacris did was just run the... Uh, Ludacris character, he just ran the, uh, the, the underground races, right? How mm-hmm. how are they deemed competent enough to operate a space shuttle to go to space? Bruh, it's like no, it's like I said about the Avengers. I'm like, hold on. So you mean to tell me Black Widow has a nine millimeter pistol, Hawkeye has some arrows, and the Winter Soldier does shoot an M4 military weapon? I'm like. What the rest of the military then? You don't need them if, you, if that's all it takes to kill some aliens from outer space. Man. <laughs> you know what's, what's crazy? It's like, um, so I was watching, oh, man. Um, uh, Robert's Flame. Um, if you ever get a chance, check out Robert's Flame. Uh, he has another one called Geek Culture Explained. Um, but if you ever want to know about comic books, he'll tell you about who's capable and who's not capable. And um, he was just talking about Hawkeye. And... Like how Hawkeye like is the least important guy in this whole franchise, and he's still trying to wonder why Hawkeye is in the MCU, uh, why he has such a big role in the MCU because he's Hawkeye. I've been reading comics for a long time, and I don't think I don't remember any memorable uh, things from Hawkeye other than he killed uh, Bruce Banner. Well, when he went crazy and started turning into a katana waving super ninja, that that arc was badass. But yeah, other than that, it's like what's your what's your superpower? I shoot arrows. Yeah, 
pretty pretty much <laughs> pretty much pretty much but um <laughs> so have you are you are you have you been watching loki yeah 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 yeah, yeah i got watch, i got watch uh episode four tonight um what you think about it overall oh i rock with it even the last episode even though people hated it because it was like because, like, last episode when they went to, uh, what was it, Hermantis or whatever the name of the planet, the purple planet that was getting ready to get rocked. Yeah. A lot of people were like, man, this is, uh, like, besides the first, like, ten minutes and the last five minutes, everybody was complaining because they thought, it, they figured it was just a bunch of uh, filler. Also, it was funny watching them nerds get mad that Loki uh, proclaimed that he was bisexual. Cause yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got a bit they more. didn't. They hated that one. Yeah. Uh, but nah, it was it was straight. Um, low key, not low key, but low key. The best character on this is Owen Wilson, and I thought he was gonna be the worst. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying uh, Loki. I I think it's uh pretty much like WandaVision Loki is really to set up the next phase of the MCU. Um. Seeing how like yeah. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, and the Spider Man movie also supposed to be introducing uh, the multiverse. So we'll we'll see. You know, yeah, because Spider Man dropped in November. Black Widow dropped next month. Yeah. Or no, this month might as well say this month. Yeah. Uh, what's the what's the other one? Shang Chi. Yeah. Shang Chi and the Ten Rings. Um, and then Thor, Guardians of the Galaxy. And Thor, I think, come out next year. Yeah, but they come out early, early. Yeah, but they supposed to have been dropping like nine, nine joints this year, though. Yeah. So we got three. We got three on TV. Got the three movies. We forgetting about three other ones. Yeah. But mm, I'm here for it. Yeah, I think uh, what they're doing the uh, one on the door, Malaje. Um, a series on them, and I'm really just interested. Uh, no, go ahead. I said, I'm, I'm interested to see um, how they are going to um, bring in, you know, do with the, what they're going to do with the Black Panther. Because I'm thinking, uh, this this this. Let me hear your conspiracy theory on this. One. This this is just we got we got five minutes, so this is this is my conspiracy theory. Uh, I think they're going to use Namor. Namor's going to flood Wakanda. They're going to say that T'Challa was killed. You know. And then the mantle gets passed on to Shuri, but Shuri can't fully take it because uh, the Panther got bashed, n- knows that she always envied her brother and wanted to be the Black Panther. And then it's going to show her trying to redeem herself to to actually become the Black Panther. And then she's going to fight Namor. And you got Namor into, the, into that. Or it's going to have something to do with Doctor Doom, which would be amazing. Because I think they do Doctor Doom right. What do you think? Mm, that kind of what I thought, but Shuri, uh, uh, in the words of uh, the great, the great Too Short, need to stay the f up off of Twitter because she says some wild stuff that's about to get her uh, thrown out, thrown out the entire MCU. Uh, oh wow! Universe. She an anti-vaxxer, dog. She anti what? So you know? Oh, she an anti-vaxxer. Oh. Oh yeah, so I, I did get um I got my second shot uh last week. And then knock you down? The, the the second day, man, yeah, I was feeling like crap. That Friday. 
Oh man, I feel like I, I felt like, you know, that you ain't worked that for a long time. And <laughs> yeah. You, you go, you and then you say I'm, I'm back in the gym, and you just go dumb hard, and the next day you can't move. That's what I felt like. That's that's what that's exactly what I felt like. I didn't have any chills, or anything like that, but yeah, I felt like crap, man. Really felt like crap, mm. but you know I'm here, mm. vaccinated, and and listen, it, it, let me tell y'all something. Uh, it's one thing if you don't you don't want the vaccine, that's fine. You don't have to get it. That's your right. But don't be bashing people who want the vaccine or who get the vaccine because, like for me, I just feel like I'm helped. I'm protecting myself. I feel like I'm protecting my family, and I'm protecting the rest of. The people who still refuse to the word mask out there. Um I'll come from it from the other side. And also, if you are vaccinated, I know it's a certain ill it's a certain portion of people that think that now that you got like a large group of people that's getting vaccinated, that now we can start clowning these fools that's not getting vaccinated. You ain't solving nothing either. No. Like just work just if if anything you learn from the beginning conversation to this conversation is just worry about what affects your day to day. If it don't affect you, don't worry about it. Yeah, I, and the one thing I and also listen, the vaccine doesn't it won't stop you from getting COVID. What it does is that if you do happen to get COVID, you know chances are you're not gonna be able to spread it, and you'll it'll give you a better chance to survive it. That's all. Also want to turn, also want to turn you into Magneto, regardless of what Marjorie uh, Taylor Greene said. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> nah, it, it would not. It, it, make, it turns you. It makes you magnetic. Yeah. Uh, nah. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's not. Oh, quick opinion. What uh, you talk about, Tank? Tank. Oh man, Tank. Tank looked good. Um, he looked good. I thought he was gonna knock him out, but the one the dude came to fight and he he fought smart. He smart, he fought tall. Um, he just let Tank. He fought, catch him. I was like, whoo! <laughs> yeah, he just let Tank catch him and Tank. They call him Tank for a reason. So um, yes, sir. Yeah. So so next up we got Wilder Fury. I'm still asking. You got Fury or Wilder? Mm, I withhold. You withhold. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. Well, listen. Like, I need to see some training camp. I need to see some training camp tapes. <laughs> I got you. Okay. So, like always, Ron, you got the last thirty seconds. So go ahead, take it away. Oh, I know uh, a couple of. I know a few months back, uh, a famous uh, right wing radio host died, and people were smoking on that Rush pack. But uh, tonight, I want to say we smoking on that Rumsfeld pack tonight because. As a person who served in the military along with Bond during this time frame, when a lot of our friends that went over to Iraq under false pretenses uh, gave the ultimate sacrifice and didn't make it back, I want to say that uh, rest in peace to Donald Rumsfeld, and hopefully your soul is burning in the deepest, darkest parts of hell. (laughs) All right. 
And with that being said, listen, that wraps up this episode. And uh, listen, it's the Beard Always Wins. It's a movement. It's a lifestyle. Also, it's a podcast. And listen, just want to give one shout out. I should have done this at the beginning, but shout out to Elwood Mack, Dwayne Johnson. They got the bowl and the beautiful. Uh, you can find it on YouTube as well as uh, Instagram. So with that being said, the Beard Always Wins. Peace. <laughs>